I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. How's it going today, Becca? I I see that Karuba. ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) What kind did you get? Um, you know, Dan makes them for me. He puts oh. a lot of chocolate in there. Mm-hmm. It's like an iced mocha type thing. So yeah. it's mostly just like chocolate milk. <laughs> <That's ice>. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fine. Better than your uh, dirty bean water. <laughs> oh yeah, so much better. Okay, so did you see like a couple months ago when I tried like that cold brew? Yeah. <laughs> did you- <laughs> I did. That was disgusting. I didn't know it was like a concentrate that you had to dilute with water and it was just like <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big cold brew fan to begin with. Like at when it first came out, I didn't realize there was a difference between iced coffee and cold brew. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. And I think I was in Washington at a conference and like we were grabbing coffee before it started. And they were talking about how they were getting cold brew. And I'm like, what is cold brew? And they were like describing it to me I'm like wow I need to get out more but it's it's just yeah I I'd prefer iced coffee over cold brew but it just it was very it was super bitter without the water and then when I did add water to it it just tasted like dirty bean water it just tasted disgusting (laughs) (laughs) never again so just just pump me full of chocolate syrup and we'll be good yeah (laughs) I got my monster this morning. Uh, I I don't know. I still can't have coffee, which is kind of a bummer. It just makes my stomach hurt. I can do espresso, but not coffee. So there's that. I'm not fancy well, enough to buy an espresso maker. So yeah, I'll just hang out with my monsters. Espresso machines kind of are right up there with the uh, Instapots. They kind of scare me. If they make like whistling noises, count me out. Yeah, I've got an instant pot, but the only thing I'm making it really ever is hard boiled eggs. But it does 10 out of 10, good job of hard boiled eggs. I've just seen too many like horror stories where the instant pot just like starts blasting out the food that's inside. Like you reverse yeah. it somehow and it's just like instead of steam, it's like blasting the stuff out. Or like the lid just I like. Don't, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Uh, Becca's got uh, Jackson down for a nap. We're recording on Saturday morning and uh, the other two are trying to watch TV. So hashtag bless this mess. You're going to have, we're going to have some noise in the background, but that's okay. Okay. That's just, that's just how we roll now. (laughs) um, Let's see. So we're recording on Saturday morning and it's a very gloomy day. We have both been getting rain this morning and I don't think we've had rain um, since the last storms that rolled through last week. So this is kind of nice. It was really hot. And now the rain is hopefully going to cool things off a little bit. Cause we were like in the nineties all week. So this rain is much needed. I'm looking out at our yard right now and it's very yellow and crispy. So hopefully greens Spare. back up after this rain. Oh, what is that? <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's bad. Crispy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know what you um, said. <laughs> I just heard uh, the speed. 
<laughs> yeah, we've uh, <laughs> we've gotten about a half an inch of rain so far this morning. Much needed. I have all the windows open. Turn the air off. It's actually it's it's a little humid, but it's nice enough to have the windows open. So it's nice. Yeah, I should really open. I should really open the windows up here because it stinks. <laughs> I was telling Becca right before we came on. So I record up in Winnie's room, and like our house is old enough that the air conditioning doesn't really go upstairs. So it's just like this little humid hot box up here. And her litter box, she just took a big old stinky stink. <laughs> and so that smell—it's just like she Dutch ovened me before I came up here. <laughs> So Winnie is on my hit list for this morning. It's fine. I don't, I don't think she cares. <laughs> she doesn't. She was down chilling on the couch and like Dan held Porter and he went to go like bring Porter over to the cat. And this little monster just like lunges at her throat. Just like squeeze. So um, this is probably revenge for her getting choked out by Porter. It's fine. Mm, it's possible. It, it's fine. You'll, you'll, you'll have that. It's been uh, a big zoo around here. It's fine. Yeah. So what else is going on this week? I learned so much from last week's episode. Did you? Good. Yeah. It was um, great. I don't know. <laughs> How's that? Oh. I don't know. Uh, nothing really. We just started fertilizing this last week because it's been so hot. Things are really starting to grow and and pop. Um, so I think everything's just kind of playing catch up from the cold, like the slow spring that we had. So things weren't really growing. Um, we're, we're a couple like growing degree days behind from last year. I want to say we're like over two weeks behind from what we were last year, Oh wow. which is, yeah, which is pretty big. So this week, I think it's all been playing catch up. So we just put on our first application of fertilizer, uh, yesterday, Dan put a lot on, um, to kind of support the vines from all the growth that they've been going through the this last week. So do you use a truck or is it a liquid or how? Um, it's all dry fertilizer. So we have different blends that we have, uh, depending on like the stage of growth that we're going through. So like early season gets a different blend than like middle of the summer versus like end of the summer kind of finishing. So everything's like nitrogen based. Um, and so we have, it's called our boom fertilizer. So it's like this tractor that pulls a trailer um, and on the platform of this trailer, there's a big hopper. I don't know if I talked about this last week. And then like in the hoppers where you dump the fertilizer pellets, and then there's like a counterweight um, on the opposite side of like the big boom arm that actually applies the fertilizer. So as you're applying or as you're like dumping the bags of fertilizer in the hopper, you also have to open the ports to control like how much is going out of that boom arm um, that's going over the vines. And then there's a fan that's like blowing that. Uh, those pellets out to the arm and like down the PVC pipe and down like the ports and stuff. Um, so it's, it's pretty unique. I don't know if I put a picture up or not of that, but I'll try to put a picture up so you guys can see, cause it's pretty, uh, another piece of unique equipment that cranberry growers have that no one else do you drive, really does. Do you drive around the beds then you don't go in there? Yeah. Uh, okay. we drive along, yeah, along the outside. So we don't drive in the vines themselves, uh, just around the, the berms around the outside. So just making big circles all day, putting them on. We have to apply the fertilizer when the vines are dry. So we usually have to start after 
10 a.m. Um, after the sun's been out for a little while and can dry the vines off from the irrigation that morning. Sweet. Yeah. So we can't apply when it's like a super windy day or if it's raining or blah, 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 because it's a dry fertilizer and you don't want it to get wet because then it'll get clumpy and then it'll plug up everything. Oh. It's just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like concrete almost or like. Yeah. Like and the stuff that sand. we have. Yeah. It's like super dusty and like very fine little so if it if even like you sneeze on it <laughs> you get it like all in your nose if you sneeze that kind oh, of a texture yeah. speaking of smelly cats it's like cat litter <laughs> hmm yeah it sounds enjoyable what's uh what's going on in your neck of the woods man this week i pretty much just playing catch up at work since we were gone most of the week last week um we let's see monday i don't even know it was like a blur of a week monday i think i was just like checking on all the calves making sure everyone was doing okay and that kind of stuff and it was it was really warm the first few days so we didn't do a whole lot extra that's just one of those things like when it's really warm out just we don't want the calves working harder than you know cows do we don't want them working harder than they need to be uh, so we kind of do the bare minimum on, on those days and just keep them cool. And then Thursday, I moved a buttload of, of wean calves. In the summertime, we typically start to run out of huts. Uh, we just have more cows and heifers that calve. So we actually like have a little, it's a, it's a nice little setup in our calf barn where we can bottle feed calves in our calf barn. Um, we've got two pens set up for it. I just have one group right now. So we, we moved a bunch of wean calves and then I moved a group of 10 calves that are in the process of bean wean, but they're still getting milk once a day. So they're in the calf bar now. And I kind of forgot what a cluster it was to feed them. Like after the first few feedings, like they're smart about it, but like you put the bottles in and you know, they're used to like not fighting for their food. Like they just go to their bottle holder and now you've got 10 calves in a pen that are all hungry you want milk and you've got 10 bottle holders and you're like trying to get the calves to each <laughs> bottle holder oh my gosh um so uh I did that on well Thursday we moved those calves so Friday yesterday was the first day that I had to feed them and I was just like oh I forgot how much fun this was but we need the hut so I'm glad we got them out and then uh yeah other than that around here we we moved our wean calves when we got home from vacation, so they're all doing good. We've got three on milk still. I had one brown Swiss that was born at the farm before we left for vacation, so he's home. And then we got baby girl and another Holstein on milk for a little bit longer, but they're all doing good. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Oh, except my poor chicken. My poor chicken. Um, if you hear about the chicken, okay. So if you watch us on YouTube, you've heard about this chicken. We had a broody chicken and I had put her in a, um, like a dog crate, just one of the wire dog crates. She was laying on uh, probably like eight or nine eggs. She was really broody. And I, I was like, oh, let's see if she catches these out. Cause she had been on them for a couple of days, but I wanted her to be safe because like, she wasn't going back to the coop at night. And so like predators could get her, you know, just hanging out in the barn. So I get the dog crate. I she's got a food bowl. She's got a water bowl. Like she's set. 
And chickens, it takes 21 days uh, of incubation on the eggs to get chicks. And so we, uh, it was like two weeks strong that she was going before we left for vacation. And um, when we were gone, it was like maybe the Thursday or Friday. Uh, my brother-in-law texted us a picture of the dog cage. And uh, we don't know if it was like a mink or a raccoon or oh, no. what it was. Oh, no. <laughs> All of the eggs were gone. Oh, the, the chicken was deceased. Um, it had like, like the cage wasn't open or anything, but it had like grabbed her and like tried pulling her through the cage. So like she was half gone. It was a murder scene. It was. Oh, that's very traumatic. Yeah. And it was so sad because it was like, so this happened like Thursday or Friday and they were supposed to start hatching on Sunday. So like she was so close to hatching and then I can't even imagine how traumatic that must have been. Like you're stuck in a cage and something's just like grabbing you. Well, (laughs) so, um, yeah, that was my traumatic story. Um, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) No, it was awful, but I, I don't know. So I think if we do it again, I'll maybe just put the dog cage in the chicken coop. I don't, I mean, the airflow isn't quite as good, like on those hot muggy days. So I think that's why I didn't do it to begin with, but I don't know. Or you could just bring her in your house, put her in the bathtub. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I like chickens, but not that much. Uh, So yeah, that was probably the most exciting thing that happened when we were gone. But other than that, Jackson started walking. I saw that. That's, I don't want to think about that. He went from maybe a step or two, and then all of a sudden it was it was. Yeah, he walks everywhere now. Yeah, he's so cute. Um, but yeah, Sophia started summer school, which is really nice. I don't know if all schools do this now, because you know, like growing up, summer school. If you went to summer school, it was like, oh, you didn't do good. Like you had to go, but they do. It's like called summer enrichment or something like that where she gets to go for three weeks. She gets to meet her new classmates, like meet her teacher. And they just do fun stuff at school. So that's been kind of nice for her. She really enjoys that. Yeah, I'm sure that's nice for you too. Is it just like a normal school day? Like she's gone all day or is it like half a day? No, it's a half day. But since our daycare is at the school, she's able to just go from school to daycare afterwards. So Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it works out well, but. Yeah, I'm, I saw that you uh, showed Jackson started walking and he's like a month ahead of Porter and I'm not ready for that. I showed that to Dan. I'm like, we've got a month left. He started he, walking a lot earlier than my, like Joe and Sophia didn't walk until after a year old. I That's what I've so, been feeling like these pandemic babies are just next level. They're, they're like, taking off. Yeah. Like Porter, he started crawling. And then as soon as he like figured out how to like actually crawl on his hands and knees instead of doing the army crawl, like he just books it into hyperspeed. Like if he knows mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be doing something, he'll look back and like give it a little evil smile and just like, Pooh, he's gone. It's like, how are you You're evil? <laughs> like it's Does, cute. Uh, I want to be, be angry, but at the same time, like I have to laugh because he just yeah, knows. Yeah, they're so cute. 
he knows. Does he uh, know the word no yet? Yeah, he does. So, so <laughs> Jackson, like, uh, it was sometime this week. I don't even remember what he was doing. And I said, oh, he he loves to play with chords. Like, if we have a fan plugged mm-hmm. in or something, I always have to put a chair in front of it because he just, like, he'll unplug everything. And so I saw him over there. And I was like, Jackson, no. And he looked at me and just bawled. Like, so he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, oh, it was so cute, though. But yes, he knows the word no now. So that's a plus. Yeah. Like Porter still has his little gator that he rides around in. And if I take something away from him or like if I tell him no, he throws <laughs> he throws his head back and just starts screaming and just like hits it in reverse <laughs> and like until he crashes into something. And then when he hits something, he'll just like stop and just cry. And it's like, oh no, you're spoiled already. And you don't even understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. So enjoyable. It's, great. it's fun. It's fun. Anyway, uh, talking about this conference, that sounds pretty exciting. You went to Nashville for a couple of days. How is, how is that? Uh, so yeah, we went to Nashville for the Connect Dairy Summit. It was put on by Voss, uh, which is um, one of our program or our program that we use to keep like records of all the cows and keep track of everything is, uh, I don't know if manufactured would be the right word, but by them, it's by their company. Uh, so we went, we went a day early and we stopped, well, <laughs> we were going to stop in Springfield for the night. And apparently the state FFA convention was happening in Springfield. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, super fun when you're looking for a hotel. Uh, So I'd gone on hotels.com and booked a hotel, like just a nice hotel right off the interstate. And uh, they went through, like got the confirmation email and everything. So then we found a Papa John's. Have you ever had Papa John's? Yeah. It's good. That was the first time we ever had it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have those around us. Anyway, so we did an order for Papa John's. We're driving to pick that up so that we can go back to the hotel and eat it. And I get a phone call from the hotel. And she's like, hi, um, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but we're overbooked. And like, I'm not really sure why, you know, hotels.com let you book a room. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, that's fine. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. And she's like, "Um, you're probably not going to find any hotels like anywhere around here because there's an FFA convention going on. I'm like, okay, thanks. So (laughs) we're we're in the truck. We got our pizza. It's like, I don't know, eight o'clock at this point. And it wasn't like super late by any means. But we're looking for like a city near us. There wasn't much. We had about, I don't know if you can hear Grace right now. She's chewing on wood, but um, we, I'm like looking everywhere for hotels. Everywhere I'm calling is booked. Wow. So finally we found one about an hour away. And Sorry, could you say that again? Sorry. <laughs> I'm having you. Wow. Okay. If my watch started talking to me, that was weird. So we found one about an hour away and away we went it was fine then the next morning we went to st louis and we went to uh the budweiser factory we we did a tour there which was really fun mm-hmm. um do you the see guy, the big chandelier yeah there was only like one horse and then we like did the whole tour 
and got called out because we were from Wisconsin. And I forget how much he told us that we drink. It was it was like a lot. Like he was basically, say. basically just yeah. Um. So then after that, that was like super fun. And then we still had another five hour drive to get to Nashville, which was kind of a bummer. But we went down to Nashville. Really great time. Uh, it's always so fun to meet people that you like have met online in real life. So, uh, you know, Annalise was down there. Obviously, we I've met her before. Um, Tara was down there. I met her once, like before we knew what, like before social media was like really a thing. I think. Um, and then New York Farm Girls were down there. Um, who else? Cafet, Marissa. That was really fun to meet her. Like, I just I knew that we would get along. Gracie is so loud right now. It's fine. <laughs> Just nice background noise. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> it was just, it was really fun. Um, we learned a lot. They had a lot of great panels. Well, something that they did that I really enjoyed instead of having like hour long sessions, they did like 15 minute speaker sessions. And then after about four speakers, they were kind of all on the same topic. Then they sat down and had a panel. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was really, it was kind of cool because it kind of, I don't want to say that other conferences are boring in that way, but, you know, when you listen to someone for so long, you get a little bit bored. So it was cool to hear just their short little spiel. And then they were on a panel later where you could ask questions and uh, they kind of talked amongst themselves. So that was neat. Um, We went downtown Nashville, Broadway uh, uh, twice. Once was like late the second night we were like, we were smart. It was like nine 30 and I'm like, let's, let's leave now. Um, but it was really cool before. Like, was that all new to you? Joey and I went down on our honeymoon and we stopped. I think we just stopped a night and it was, it was in the fall and it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. So like it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of people. So I don't think we really got the full experience. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet Charlie Barron's. That was cool. He was hilarious. So yeah, that was, it was a good time. Uh, we, Joey and I haven't been on vacation in like probably since our honeymoon. And we always say like, we should go do stuff, but we're both, we're very much so homebodies. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that one bit, but at the same time, I'm like, are we missing out on stuff? Like, I feel like we should try to get out more, you know, and just get those experiences. Cause I don't want to like look back one day and be like, man, like we missed out on all that stuff just because it was more comfortable to stay home. You know, it's easier yeah. to stay home. You know, we didn't have to find something for the kids and for the animals and all that stuff. So that was a big reason that we wanted to go. Um, I had a travel stipend to use towards the dairy conference, which was another, uh, big reason why we decided to go because when I saw this was in Nashville I'm like oh that would be so much fun so yeah I'm glad we went and I'm good on Nashville for a couple years now (laughs) I feel like that's what everyone says when they go to Nashville they're like yep I got it on my system I'm good for a couple years yeah it was like it was a blast but ooh, I couldn't do that I couldn't do that for a while again Uh, but it was a good time and just a good reminder that uh, it's important to get off the farm and to learn and to to enjoy yourself and you know meet other people that 
are like-minded like you. I mean, obviously you can talk with people all day on the internet and, you know, you've got great relationships on the internet, but there's just a different aspect when you can, when you can see them in person and like converse Mm -hmm. in person. Yeah, I, I agree. We, um, like it's, I feel like it's a little bit easier for us to get away just because we don't have to worry about livestock or like having someone take over the farm for us. Like we have hired people here that know what to do and we can always just call and like reassure them like what to do. Um, so like growing up, my family always like made a point to get away for at least like one vacation a a year, whether that be in the winter or the summer, whatever, we always try to get like a week off. And it was always just so nice just to kind of like, my dad is so involved obviously, but when like he's able to get away, you can just kind of like see the stress just like melt off him within the first day. And he's like a completely different person when he's on vacation versus when he's back home, he's just way more mellow and relaxed and comes back to work with like a, a more positive mindset and just a little, like you can, you can feel the reset happen. So now I'm trying to do that with Dan, um, and, and my family now too, where we try to get away at least once a year, if we can, at least for a couple of days, just to get away from the stress of, of the farm life and, and just kind of chill out for a couple of days. Cause everybody needs that little reset, whether you think you need it or not. And once you're gone, you're like, yeah, this is, this is well worth the time and the effort of, of making it happen. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad that all worked out for you guys. Yeah, definitely. We, sorry, now I'm sitting in my bathroom hiding. Um, we, <laughs> we like those, those few days right before we left, it was like, it's chaos. It is. Yeah. It's like, why are we even doing this? Like, is this worth it? But it felt so good to come back home and you're just full of like inspiration and you're excited to be back, you know, back doing what you love and stuff. So I'm really glad we went. Uh, I did say to a group of the girls that was down there, like the hardest part, I think of coming back from conferences is that you are full of like new ideas and you have all these ideas of like what you want to do. And you know, you're just so inspired, but then you come back and you have to play like catch up and everything that mm-hmm. didn't get done and stuff. And then you just put all those ideas on the back burner. So it's like, how do you keep, you know, keep that enthusiasm up while still getting your other stuff done and like bring it to fruition. But yeah. Um, that, that, I, uh, I met up with Annalise and, and Emily, um, earlier this week and they, and Annalise was talking about the conference and everything. And she said that she really liked that they did the shorter speakers followed by the panel. And I was like, yeah, that is a good idea. And now I'm a little nervous because she also said like, listening to a speaker go on and talk for over an hour, super boring. And then I'm just thinking like, well, son of a gun, I'm going to Connecticut at the end of July for a dairy conference. Um, and they asked me to be a guest speaker and they want me to speak for an hour. And it's like, I'm just going to be up there. <laughs> just wow, watching okay. like the- <laughs> But you know, I, that, and then that's the other thing, like maybe it's different because it's not dairy and it might be something I different so. that they want to pay attention to. But I'm like, well, you just said you hated it. And then Annalise said you hated listening to speakers for an hour. Like, no, I, I think too, it's, but <laughs> I, I, I think it'll be different since you're 
you're not like preaching to other cranberry farmers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it'll be something new that they don't know about. I that's just funny. funny. You both had the same <laughs> same reactions to it. And I'm like, oh God, they're gonna boo me off stage. I'm just gonna see not- everybody just glaze over after 15 minutes. <laughs> Ouch. Boo, no, but get off the stage. I, I think because you know, you're talking about I'm guessing your presentation is gonna be more than just one topic. I mean, it might be just on cranberries, but it's on like a whole broad thing where a lot of the speakers at conferences are like only talking about one thing. So it's like, how much, you know, how long can you talk about one thing for? But um, I can talk for a really long time about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. No, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. So if you guys are going to the Agrimark Youth Conference at the end of July in Hartford, Connecticut, I will see you there. And uh, so I didn't get like a ton of information about this. So the only thing I know is I'm speaking on like this day at this time and that I have like an unlimited time slot, but they'd like it to be over 45 minutes, like to an hour. That's like all the information I got. Like questions and stuff or? I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I'll just tell your life story. You'll get there. Uh, yeah, I can go <laughs> on about that. That's fine. <laughs> you guys know I can go on and on and on. It's fine. So yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. If you're going, let me know. I'd love to meet some of you guys. That is also, exciting. I, yeah. I don't know how to like introduce myself, be like, hey, I'm Amber. I don't know why I'm here, but let's talk about cranberries. <laughs> I mean, I would laugh. If it's a youth conference, they'll laugh. So their, their definition of youth is like 40 and under, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, like, so that's kind of like Farm Bureau. Cause I think, uh, the YFA is like 35 and under. So yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. If, if no one else laughs, I'll just laugh at myself and then I'll see myself out. It's fine. I'm used to laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> uh, it'll go great. Anyway. <laughs> How was uh how was your trip back? Okay, before, okay. Anyway, I forgot what I was going to ask you. So you said you got a stipend, like a travel stipend. Yeah. Like how how do how are you comfortable so, talking about that? Like how can yeah. other people get that? Um. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like who is giving you this money? Like, is it through like, like your farm people, you work for? No, no. That's like, like a, when people uh when people. Every time I post a bush box and they're like, how do I get one? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like sell your soul on Instagram and hope for the best. I don't know. Is that how it, how it came no, about? No. Was through okay. Instagram so, or like, yeah, it was actually. So, uh, the past, uh, almost a year now I've had a little, uh, c- collaboration, uh, something, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Partnership, partnership with us vet. And so they, they're a big company. Um, one of the products we use from them is ampicillin. It's like, it's part of like the penicillin family, uh, but we use a lot of cows. So anyways, I've been working with them and that was just one of like the perks of working with them was a travel statement to use at a dairy conference. So uh, yeah, I've kind of been looking all year. I started working with them right after I had Jackson actually. So I've like last year, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna use it and go anywhere. Um, but then this year I kind of felt comfortable that we started looking for somewhere fun to go. 
And I didn't really want to use it on like expo or, you know, any of like the basic ones. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's right in my backyard, like back to the, we need to get out and we need to do more situation. So yeah, I'm really thankful for them that they were able to uh, help with some of the costs of the conference. Cause it, it certainly was not cheap to go, but it was, I mean, it was a hundred percent worth it. They treated us like stars. The food, oh, the food was so good. I mean, like free alcohol, uh, food all the time, that. Yeah. really great snacks. Like we went on a, a boat uh, tour to see Charlie. They had a really nice dinner for us. And it was just, yeah, it was a really good time. When, when I first saw the cost of the conference, I was like, what? Like, how can anyone afford to go to this? But it was definitely worth it uh, for everything that they did for us. So good. Yeah. If, um, I don't know where it is next year, but I'm going to try to get back. Cause it was, it was a really good time. Um, but yeah, just a reminder to people like, you know, you don't have to go to Nashville or somewhere far away, but if you have a conference where you can just get together with other farmers or, uh, you know, if you're not into farming, if you're into um, painting or running or, you know, whatever you do, like if you can find, a group of like-minded people like that to just talk to in person and converse in person. I think it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's so much different than like texting someone versus like being face to face. And like, I feel like with COVID, you kind of took that for granted. Like you're just so used to like zoom and, and texting and FaceTime or whatever that you just get, you kind of forget how nice it is to like sit down with someone and Definitely face to face and feel like that actual connection instead of just like the screen connection. It's a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully we can kind of do this before another seven years goes up, but I know actually tomorrow we're going to the Brewer game with the Farm Bureau. They're taking like a bus. um, I don't know. A few of our counties around us are taking a bus and you know, most times I would have said no because we've got stuff to do, you know, Joy's working today. So he probably has a lot that he'd like to do tomorrow. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, we got to get out. We got to see our friends. Like a lot of the people that are going are people we went to college with and stuff. So just trying to say yes to more, more opportunities to get out. Yeah. And I think the more that you like get out and, and do stuff, it's easier to come back with like a cleaner mindset. I guess like, yeah, you might be tired, but you're going to feel not so, mm, so in a routine that, you know, that you kind of get used to, it kind of like breaks things up and you just feel a little bit more refreshed coming back to work, especially on a Monday. You're like, oh yeah, it's easier to come back on a Monday when you had a like, fun weekend. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, even this last week, it was so busy, but it was, it was so nice. Cause I was like, so excited to be back and like do all the things. Yeah. You so might be, was, you might be dragging your ass cause you're tired, but it's like worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's been my takeaway the last week. I'm just gonna, I don't know, keep trying to do that. And I think, you know, for a while it was so hard because the kids were, I mean, Jackson's not a year old yet, but he's easier to take care of, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And for so long it was, you know, you've, you've got a baby or you're nursing or you've got a pump, like that's, it's hard to get away when you're doing stuff like that. It's definitely possible, but I think that was just a little bit too much stress for me to think about doing stuff like that. So I'm yeah. excited now that the kids are like, we're past that newborn stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so and hopefully he can actually can... like 
see what's going on and interact a little bit more than just like yeah monologue yeah and like just sit up and like be in a stroller and stuff so and eat normal food (laughs) yeah yeah you don't have to worry about having baby food and stuff so it's it's I mean it's all a season you kind of have to work with what season you're going through but I'm excited for this one for us good good that's exciting yeah and I think even if you can't like do a grand vacation, check like Facebook, check to see what events are going on in your area. You can set like a perimeter of how far you want to check events and stuff. And if there's like a little mini concert in your town, or if there's just like little things to do, just go out and, and take some time and just chill, like go Mm -hmm. out and socialize. (laughs) Even if you don't want to, if you're a homebody like us, just like force yourself out and be around people for a little bit. Yeah. I know around us too. I don't know if they've got that up by you, but like we have a few different ice cream uh, places that have trucks now. So they like travel to different events. Oh, cool. If you can hear what's going on in the background, I apologize. I locked myself in and the children are not happy. They found Um, you. But they found me. Um, But (laughs) so we've got a few different like ice cream trucks that travel to different events and stuff. So it's it's a really nice afternoon, you know, especially if Joey's stuck at work or something. If I see the ice cream truck's going to be around us, I'm like, oh, let's go get ice cream because they love getting ice cream. We get out of the house and it's just, you know, it's nice to not just sit at home all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like we're, I'm starting to get more comfortable taking Porter out and about now. Now that you get your and, little seat thing. Yeah, now I got my little touch yeah. baby. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, but the back sweat is real. I'm just going to just going to be honest. I get real sweaty, real fast. <laughs> Having that strap. Just on. like where the strap is. Yeah. 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 That's and the that, problem with like a baby carrier too. It's just like they're hot boxes to begin with. And then you have that on and it's like, Ooh, but it's still I really mean, nice. Yeah. As long as he's happy, I don't care. Like I'll just sweat off a couple pounds. No big deal. Just drink a little bit more water. It's fine. It's fine. But um, yeah, just getting out of the house now, like I felt like, yeah, going through the nor- newborn stage, you're just kind of stuck at home especially like now again with like COVID and everything like you don't want to be out and about with a newborn baby and like having people be like oh let me see and wanting to touch them it's like germs but anyway besides the point happy freaking summer it is summer now isn't it uh yeah June what was it June 21st yeah it's June 25th now so yeah, happy freaking summer. <laughs> um, Winnie is trying to come back in. Probably to I gotta take, take another, another deuce. Stink. Yeah. Does that mean we need to wrap this up real quick? Like, yeah, I don't I don't want to get hot hot box to keep fresh hot box. Dutch, <laughs> Dutch oven. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, <laughs> ending on that note, hope your yeah. week is a lot better than this smell. Feel like that shouldn't be hard to do. Um, if you are not following us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can find us at Ford Farming Podcast. We would love if you would go give us a follow and then give us a nice, nice review. We'd love that as well. Ooh, we did get an, an amazing review. We didn't read that yet, did we? I don't think so. I don't even have my phone, so maybe we'll have to do that next next week. Yes. Yeah. That was like, it was so sweet though. But um, yeah, leave us a nice review and a rating. Um, you can follow us on our personal pages uh, at Cranberry Chats and at Becca Hilby. 
on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. I am like half ass on TikTok. I don't ever think to post anything. Okay, real quick, side side track. I uh, posted a TikTok earlier this week and someone commented, everybody always wants to know like how many spiders are on the marsh because I heard that there's a lot of spiders out here. We don't have a lot of spiders. I don't know where this came from. But someone said, like, commented, how many spiders per square foot in your cranberry marsh are there? And I just made up a number. I said 47. And then my brother saw the TikTok and, like, he saw the comment. And he responded, like, some smart-ass reply, like, what difference does it make? How many spiders are? That's such a stupid question. Like, he was, it was late at night, so I don't know if he was totally with it. And then someone commented back, how many spiders per square foot of your ass? And I just, Jay. Yeah. So I took a screenshot and I sent it to him. I said, burn. Oh, made me laugh. Anyway. Oh, that's funny. If you go if you go find that TikTok and find that comment, you should just like, yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find square it like foot it. of your ass. Shut my boot up your ass. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go follow us on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And all the things. All the things we're we're everywhere all the time. So, anyway, I think that does it for this week. And Tracy yeah. is laying in the shower now, just napping. Good. It's probably nice and cold in there. Probably. Does she all right, still yeah, smell I've, like I've skunk? Gotta... No. Okay. So or cow, I did or cow poop. No, I did peroxide and Dawn after the skunk mm. because I didn't have any baking soda, but I was like, I didn't want to not do anything all day at work. So I did Praxed and Dawn and she just a very tiny smell after that. Then the next day after she jumped in the manure pit, um, you know, I think that just took away the rest of the skunk spell. And then yeah. I washed her with Dawn and she's a brand new puppy. Hasn't gone yeah. near the manure pit. So next time she gets sprayed by a skunk, just throw her on in and hose her down with some Dawn dish soap and you'll be good to go. Yeah. I mean, how shit. shit. It's like rock, paper, scissors. Cow shit beats skunk and dawn and soapy water beats cow shit. So that's yep. It I don't think like I don't know if she got directly sprayed. Like she didn't smell that bad to begin with. It was just oh my. It was just enough. It was enough to like every time she came by you, you could smell it. Okay, I'm gonna get going now. Hope everybody's still alive. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.